welcome to Skull Stories, presented by CenturyLink, trusted technology partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Mark Rosen with you, and uh, perfect timing to have one of the most popular Vikings to ever put on a uniform here in the Twin Cities. Jared Allen, uh, Jared Allen, great timing with the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Vikings this week. I know you're on the road right now. Uh, you said back in 2016 after you retired you were going to uh, ride your horse into the sunset. Where did that sunset uh, land you? We uh, <laughs> we ended up landing out in Nashville, Tennessee. Nice. And uh, life has been good for you since then. Yeah, I can't complain. You know what? I got a uh, beautiful, healthy family, and uh, that's all you can really ask for these days. Yeah, you know, um, this is a big week. The Vikings and the Kansas City Chiefs, two teams that mean pretty much everything in your career, uh, starting with the Chiefs back in 2004. Uh, take us through that road. I mean, from, from Kansas City, from going from uh, Idaho State uh, to, to the Kansas City Chiefs as a fourth-round pick, and, and what that uh, what that moment was like when you got drafted by KC. Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. Uh, you know, the draft kind of worked out just like I wanted to. You know, we had an idea of where I was going to be going, and uh we knew a, you know, a few teams that were very interested and, you know, for me, the Chiefs were my number one choice of wanting to go just because they had gone 13-3 and three the year before. Uh, I knew their, you know, their offense was obviously very strong. They had some great pieces on defense and I thought it was going to be a great place where I could come, you know, have an opportunity to play right away and learn a lot. And I guess it worked out perfectly. And, and to be able to play for some of the most iconic coaches and, uh, you know, Dick Vermeil, uh, Cutler Cunningham, and then, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better D-line coach to start my career with, with Bob Carmelowitz. I mean, the guy was an absolute inter- instrumental in my career and, and, and taught me how to be a technician and, and break people down and how to work. And, and I honestly had some of the greatest teammates to give me that jump start to where I need to be from the defensive side. I had guys like Eric Hicks, Fonnie Holiday, uh, you look in the back end with Greg Wesley and Jerome Woods and Eric Warfield, what they were doing. I got a chance to play with Ty Law while I was there. Uh, which was a huge boost for my career as far as understanding how, you know, coverage and rush works together. But then, you know, I got to go against one of the best offensive tackles, in my opinion, ever play the game every day. Uh, Willie Rofe used to beat up on me. So <laughs> I figured at some point, some point, if I could figure out a way to beat him, I could, I could be pretty good in this league. Jared, Jared, was there ever a concern when you first went to Idaho State? I mean, I, I don't know if there's a long list of NFL players came out of Idaho State that you would get noticed. Uh, but Division One AA All-American, I mean, it, it's been proven time and time again there are different roads to get to the National Football League. Yeah, you know, uh, you know I, I got in a little trouble in high school and uh, I lost some scholarships, ended up in D1 AA. And, but I always, I always knew, I, you know, I had great coaches down there. Um, and you know what? I always, I always just knew that, you know, if 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 I if I did the right things and I played hard enough, and, and that you know, you know, the NFL would find me. You know, if you're if you're talented mm-hmm. and you work your butt off, you know, the scouts will come find you, and and, and you can always do it. And so, um, you know, my goal, even going to Idaho State, my goal has never changed. I always, I knew since I was eight years old, I wanted to play in the NFL, and uh, I was able to accomplish that goal. And, and like I said, getting drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs to get to play for a organization like that was amazing. I mean, you can look at, I mean, just look at the history that the Kansas City Chiefs had from the AFL to Lamar Hunt, the Hunt family, and then being able to play and, and get to know Lamar. So, Jared, you did have some great people around you with the Kansas City Chiefs, and as time went on, uh, you developed your skill set to the point uh, where you became quite a commodity, and the Vikings ended up trading a first-round pick, two third-round picks back in 2008 to Kansas City to acquire your services. What, what, what Were you shocked about that? Were you welcoming a trade, or did you know it was going to happen? 
I actually had no plans of ever leaving Kansas City. Good Lord had a plan for me, and uh, I learned some tough life lessons down in Kansas City, which you know helped me to grow as a, a human being and a, and a man, and, and obviously as an NFL player. And to get the chance to go play in, in uh, Minnesota with, with, you know, coming in with Childress as the head coach and, and, and Rob Brzezinski and Rick uh, and, and Ziggy and all those guys really believing in me. And that was the biggest thing when I left Kansas City was I wanted to go to a team that wasn't going to hold my pass against me and, and believed in my skill set and believed in the man I had become. And uh, and the Vikings were able to do that. And, you know, it, was, it ended up being a great marriage and, and again, one of the saddest moments of my career when when that, when that ended, but uh, that ended on such mutual respect and understanding of, of what I was trying to accomplish and where the team was at at the time. But Jared, did you have to uh, basically sell yourself to the Vikings front office that you you got the right guy? I went through some growing pains, I made some mistakes, but I'm good to go. And that you got the not just the right player, but the right person to fit this organization. Absolutely, and I think that was that was the difference. You know, I was going through. I was between the Vikings and Tampa, right? And you know, Tampa was still harping on on some of the past stuff and. And one thing I'll give Rick and Rob credit for, I knew they were going to ask the question, and I would expect them to ask the question and, and be leery, right? But for me, it was, even though I, mean, I was still serving the punishment, the, the crime had happened years before, right? So I'd already had a year and a half uh, of living right and, and playing right, and, and obviously my stats spoke for themselves. But, you know, again, I think, you know, the more uh, Rick and Rob and I all got to sit down and speak, I think they, they knew my heart, they knew where I was at, and I always try to be a man of my word, a man of integrity, and, you know, with them putting that much faith in me and them putting, you know, to, to, to give the picks up and give that, that, that contract at the time, which was a record-breaking contract, uh, the highest-paid defense player in NFL history, I mean, that spoke volumes to me. And all that made mm-hmm. me do was want to prepare harder, play harder, and, and prove that – because football never to me was about the money. The trade and the picks and the money, that was all great. And that's a show – that's a sign of um, – gratitude from them and, and, and a sign of hey this is where we believe you are we believe you're this type of caliber player so for me it was about now going out and proving that to everybody again and again and again and again and i never wanted to be the guy that people thought like wow you know what a bust we didn't get our money's worth i wanted people to think like this dude outplayed his contract head and shoulders above what you know what, what we gave him and uh so yeah you know it, it was it was that marriage that's what i told him i said you know you guys put this faith in me you're going to get all of me, and, and that's what I gave the Vikings. Well, you certainly did. The first season, 2008, your first team All-Pro, despite uh, some knee and shoulder issues throughout the season. So you had to battle through a lot of stuff that first year to uh, to accomplish your goals. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I you know, battled through a lot of injuries, Mike. I came from the old school uh, way of thinking. You know, I think it was uh, what was it Lambert that said, "If I can if I can walk and run, tape it up, and we'll deal with it later." You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that's the way I always felt like. You know, if I could, if I could still play, I was going to go out there and give it, give it my all. And uh, but that's what football's about. That's that. That's that. And that's what I was going to give them. And I think that's what they, that's what they knew coming in. I'm, I'm not a guy that's going to miss games. Uh, and there's times I probably should have shut it down. Later in my career, I blew my L5 out twice. Uh, probably should have shut it down and had surgery. You know what? I, I played through it. If you know, and, and I just feel like that's, you know, the team, the team was paying me. The fans were showing up to see us on the field. If I can, if I can manage and I can give you at least eighty to ninety percent, I'm going to give it to you. Well, Jared, you had a, a front row seat in 2009 to one of the most memorable seasons in, in Viking history. And speaking of guys, who, a guy who battled through everything, uh, your quarterback that year, a guy named uh, Brett Favre, who you chased around for uh, most of your career. Uh, what was that year like? As you look back on it, ten years ago, my goodness. Ah, yeah, it makes you feel how old I am already. <laughs> well, tell me about it. Yeah. 
but I mean, it was an iconic season. I mean, with an iconic player. And, you know, again, like I said, that, you know, uh, the experience of playing with Brett reminded me a lot of Tony Gonzalez when I got to, when I first got to the Chiefs, right? Here's these two iconic players, and you think, like, oh, they're just so naturally gifted. What people don't see is the work ethic that both those human beings put into their craft, right? Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I picked up on from Brett. You know, even at a point in my career in 2009, I'm in the prime of my career. I'm, I got accolades. I'm doing everything. But the ultimate goal is obviously to win championships. And here is a guy that is guaranteed all of famer, best ever type of guy. And he's still at the office at 10 o'clock at night putting work in. And for me, that was just a constant motivator. And, you know, when you come in with such high expectations, we had Adrian Peterson. We had a you know, great offensive line, great defensive line. Here we are adding that missing piece of that, that quarterback that we've been searching for. Um, as a team, you don't want it to all fall on his shoulders either. So, And Brett was a guy that he had a way to relate with everybody. And uh, I tell you what, it, it, was one of the, it was one of the most fun years I've ever had playing football. Obviously, uh, you know, we didn't want it to end the way it did, but you know, sometimes that's where the chips fall. But it, you know, when you look back at it, there's so many memorable moments from that, from that season that it truly was iconic. Did Favre even surprise himself, you think, of how well he played? I mean, uh, the passion he played with and the accuracy and uh, statistically having one of the best years of his Hall of Fame career at the age of what? You're only you're 37 right now. Was he 40? Didn't he turn 40 when he was here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Maybe you feel like a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Should have no. kept, kept going, you know? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I think, I mean, Brett, but that's Brett. I mean, that's the, that's the brilliance of greatness, right? No matter what your age is, you look at Tom Brady right now. You think Tom's like, you know, oh, I threw, you know, I only threw for 200. But, oh, it's okay, I'm 40. No, he still wants to go out and throw 400, win every game. He wants to win another Super Bowl. Um, and I think Brett's that type of guy that, you know, if he's going to do something, he's going to be all in. And so it does, I don't think it surprised anybody that with the passion he came in, especially being back in the North and wanting to, you know, get to play the Packers twice a year and, and really sticking to those guys. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Brett's a competitor at, at, at its true sense, and he proved that day in and day out. And uh, we were playing together, and like I said, it was it was amazing. It was a fun run. And um, but you go back and you look at you brought the best out of other people as well. You know, you can look at guys that had phenomenal seasons. That you look what he did for Sidney Rice. You know, mm-hmm. coming in there. Uh, you look at what he did for even even the Masanti Shanko had one of his best years. Uh, Brian McKinney made a Pro Bowl that year. You know, he, he had a way of of dragging people along to the top with him. Hey, just great stuff from Jared Allen. We'll continue our conversation in a minute. Reminder to join Muss along with Hall of Famer Johnny Randall for Vikings Country Tuesday, November 5th from 530 to 830 at the Jordan Supper Club in Jordan. Presented by Miller Lite. You could win great prizes, including tickets in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Visit vikings.com slash vikingscountry for more information and a full schedule. Welcome back to School Stories with Jared Allen. More with our conversation with Jared in a minute, but a reminder to join Paul Allen and Paul Charchian at Buffalo Wild Wings in Elk River on Friday from 9 to noon for Friday Football Feast, always so popular. The feast is presented by Coors Light. Check out the complete schedule at vikings.com and on the Paul Allen Show page at kfan.com. We're talking to Jared Allen. During your time here off the field, you were immersed um, with military families, your dedication with the USO, you helped build homes for the military. Where where did that come from? Where did that passion come from, and why was it so important to you? 
Uh, my grandfather, you know, he's 23 years in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, you know, so he just always instilled to us that the reason we get to do what we do is because there's men and women that volunteer their, their lives and their freedoms every day so we can, uh, you know, so we can chase our dreams and, and accomplish our goals. And so for me, it was always a, uh, it was, I don't know, the, the military has just always kind of been that unsung hero for, for our family. And uh, when I was in an opportunity to do it, to, to do things to help out and to serve my country in, in, a, in a way other than putting on a uniform, you know, we took that opportunity. And, uh, you know, we're still going strong. Been 10 years now. We're still building homes for wounded vets. We've, mm. We gave four away already this year. We're breaking ground on another three. And, um, yeah, so we're still we're still plugging away and, uh, you know, still, still got that, that love for our, for our military because, like I said, it's, you know, you know, we, we live in such a great country that we do, we do get to, to chase our dreams and live free and have and have thought, right? We get that freedom of thought. Right. I think that's one of the biggest freedoms that people take for granted. And uh, especially in a country today where, you know, everything seems to be so polarized and, and everybody wants to be right and left and this, that, and the other. The people that sit there in the middle and fight for both sides, that's our U.S. military. And uh, I believe it's our, I believe it's our duty. I believe it's our obligation to, uh, to, to support those who support us. I can't imagine uh, how these personal stories must uh, continue to resonate with you. And you think, well, I'm playing football for a living, and look what the, these men and women have been doing uh, in, the, in their lifetime. Yeah, you know what? It really is. Uh, you know, I got to go on a USO tour right uh, in 2009. And uh, I tell you what, it really, it really changed the perspective. You know, being able to hear stories from my grandfather, that and the other, meet military men and women back here, you know, on our, on our, in our home soil. But when you get to go over to Iraq and Kuwait and you get to see our men and women in action, you get to see the daily sacrifices that they're giving up. Uh, it, it puts things in a whole pers- different perspective. And for me, you know, I came home, I learned about some, uh, some gaps in adaptive housing, and that's where we decided to, to try to make a difference. And, uh, but, but at the end of the day, I mean, it, it's just humbling. It's humbling that because we live in a, a society of volunteer, right? We have one of the greatest militaries in the world and it's all volunteer basis and uh, that to me humbles me to my core that you know that men and women year in year out have that calling to put their life on the line for people they don't even know just for for ideology for for the mm-hmm. idea of freedoms at its basic level and to me that is completely humbling and it's, and it's something that we should all celebrate Getting back to football, uh, you're keeping tabs on, I guess, both your old teams, and this is going to be quite the collision. Uh, what can the Vikings expect uh, in uh, in Kansas City on Sunday, where the atmosphere is known to be one of the best in the National Football League? Yeah, they're going to be hungry. I tell you that much. Uh, the Chiefs have lost like three of the last four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Vikings are rolling pretty good. So, uh, you know, Mahomes, obviously, what a stud that guy is. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, the Chiefs, you know, having a good year and those expectations because those truly are some of the best fans in the game and uh, Arrowhead is one of those iconic places that you know you get to play there's so much history at that stadium uh, it, you know like you know I just remember going to the game I'd roll my window down right when I got to the parking lot you could smell those coals burning I mean it's hard to focus on football sometime when you know how good that food is in the parking lot um, and then you got and then you got the uh, the Vikings you know what I mean it's just another iconic iconic team obviously they're not they're, you know U.S. Bank is it's slightly a step up from the Metrodome and uh, and the Met, but uh, still it's the traditions that, that rival that those kind of those Midwest blue collar teams. And I mean both with just 
amazing fan bases. So it's going to be a fun, iconic clash. I think you know the Vikings are riding the high, the high horse right now. You know, Cousins uh, has heated up a little bit, and and you know, but when you go to Arrowhead, that crowd truly does make a difference. And uh, I tell you what, when you got a uh, you got a fan base like that, you can't lose too many at home. So the Chiefs, I'm sure, will be extremely hungry, and Andy Reid and those guys will have uh, will have something in store for the Vikes. I'm sure you keep an eye on the Viking defensive line. You get some old school guys like Everson Griffin and Linval Joseph, and you got a young Turk like Daniil Hunter, who's just turned 25 years old uh, ah. th- this week, and he's just tearing it up right now. He may be uh, setting some records before this young man is done. You know what? That you know, obviously, I'm so proud to see where Everson's come and watching his growth. And but yeah, uh, dude, Hunter again. Daniil Hunter is one of he honestly is one of my favorite young players. Uh, his, his technique and his style, is, is, you know, he reminds me almost like of a young Julius Peppers at sometimes, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he is the guy. The guy just makes plays. You check that stat sheet. It's not just a sack. It's you know, he's batting balls. He's forcing fumbles. He's making tackles. Uh, he's just got that big body and he knows how to use it. And I tell you what, I've, since he's came to the came in the league with the Vikings, I've watched him and yeah, that that kid's a heck of a player. And uh, I think you're right. I think he's going to be. He's going to be one of those uh, these guys as long as he stays healthy that that definitely you know sets some records and his longevity of multi multi years in a row with double digit sacks are, are going to be there. Jared, uh, why was it important for you to retire as a Viking? You finished your career with the Bears, then briefly with the Carolina Panthers, but your career was pretty much evenly divided between Kansas City and Minnesota. But why, why the Vikings? You know, I was there the longest, and uh, you know, like I said, they they showed the most faith in me. Um, you know, I mean, not just from a financial standpoint, but, mm-hmm. you know, Brad Childress meant the world to me. Leslie Frazier meant the world to me. When I left the Vikings, it wasn't, there was, it wasn't under false pretenses. It wasn't under any malicious behavior. We had honest conversations about where the team was going and where I was at in my career. And my goal was to try to get to a Super Bowl, right? And so, you know, I was trying to find a quarterback. We didn't have a quarterback, you know, even signed at that time. And, so I was looking for a quarterback that could try to get me where I was trying to get to, you know. Um, and there, and, and like I said, just the honest communication and and, and Ziggy and Margaret, so great to my family. Um, the Vikings, I always knew. I mean, I never wanted to leave the Vikings. I and mean, truth be told, I was, I was before I was signed with the Bears. I had already, I was, you know, written my retirement letter. I was about to shut it down just because I didn't want to go anywhere else. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was just home. Like I said, they at a time of my career. You know, when, when, when I was playing well, but, you know, the Chiefs were, were questioning my character. The Vikings came out, and, and they, they stepped up, and they, and they put their faith in me. And it was such – I mean, it was a phenomenal six years. I mean – Well, they but loved you here. Just, it was such, yeah. Oh, and I still love them. And, and like I said, it was, it was honest. My whole time there was honest. It was fun. Um, not only did I meet some, you know, great lifelong friends there – Pat and Kevin, and, and the list goes on of teammates, but coaches and lifelong influences. You know, my first daughter was born there. My, you know, I got married when I was there. So, for me, the Vikings well, that just that's it, it was always my home. It was always it, that's what it was, and uh, and so there, it was it was a no brainer. If anybody was going to have my rights, you know, since I technically still had one more year of time, it might as well be the for the Vikings. And when it's all said and done, that's that's the way I wanted it to go down. I tried to get I tried to get Rick and them to prorate me a signing bonus for one day, but they weren't buying. <laughs> they wouldn't go for that. <laughs> uh, wrapping things up with Jared Allen, I mean, is there? You missed the Sundays. You missed the locker room. Did you walk away um, happy, healthy enough, and and content that you made the right call when you did? And it's like, okay, I'm I'm done with football. Time to move on to the next chapter. 
hundred percent. I mean, I ruptured my L5 in uh, that first offseason in Chicago, and I dealt with that that whole year. Uh, then when I went to Carolina, my first Saturday walkthrough, a guy runs into my hip, and I ruptured my L5 again. Okay. I couldn't lift my heel off the ground. Couldn't lift my heel off the ground for three weeks, right? So it got to the point to where, you know, eventually you're chasing something. You're either chasing a Super Bowl, you're chasing numbers, you're chasing contracts. And I was content. You know, I've always said football was a was a means to an end. Um, you know, my, my priorities were, were my faith first, my family second, and football was lower on that list. So, you know, I got to play. I'm one of the few guys that never been cut. I got to play the game my way. Any, any trade that I got traded was, was done by my fruition. And uh, at the end of the day, I got to play in the Super Bowl back in my hometown. And so, you know, God was good to me. The game was great to me. And, um, yeah, there, I mean, walking away, it was fine. I was content. You know what? I played the game my way. And uh, the chips fell where they did. And I can hold my head up high and, and, and say that, you know, I did it the right way. And, and, I, and I love doing it. And I'm content with where I'm at. Well, you know you're welcome back here anytime. Uh, people love to see the number 69 walk through uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, maybe even over TCO, where they have uh, quite the facility now than uh, than they used to have over at Winter Park. <laughs> yeah, I'll come check out a practice. You know, I'm back there quite a bit with with, with doing some curling, so I'll have to pop. In oh, that's right! My goodness, quickly tell us about that. What are you doing? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, make the Olympics at some, you know, oh. trying to curl. So uh, obviously, we're taking it step by step. We're getting better. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to qualify for nationals and all that fun stuff and doing it the right way. But, you know, I like to set lofty goals and, and, and try to obtain them. So that's what we're doing. Well, we got the Olympic champions right up here in the uh, northern part of the state for the most part. Yeah, you know, Schuster <laughs> and those guys have been great to us, man. We've learned a lot from them. We got to compete against them a couple of times. And uh, so it's, it's been a fun journey, and uh, we're, we're enjoying the, uh, the ride. i tell you that much. Well, Jared Allen, uh, thank you so much for taking us on this ride uh, through memory lane tonight. Uh, best of luck uh, with your curling career and everything else. And it sounds like you're very, uh, very happy man. So appreciate your time tonight. Jared Allen. Right, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Skull Stories. Skull Stories is presented by CenturyLink, trusted technology partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Kickoff, the Vikings and the Chiefs, a highly anticipated game. Noon kickoff at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday. Pre-game show right here on KFAN begins at 10 a.m. Looking forward for the boom at noon. We'll see you then.